Hey everybody, this is Gene Troyer. I'm the lead pastor of Restore Church. And what a pleasure it is to welcome you to our podcast. It's my hope that you will be marked by love and encouraged in your faith and inspired to become all God has created you to be. Now I invite you to lean in and enjoy the podcast. It's a holiday weekend. It's a time for cookouts and barbecues, time for friends and family. Indy 500, maybe an extra day off of work. Oh wait, what is this weekend about? We're remiss if we don't stop and pause, right? To think about um, all of those who lost their lives. Tyler already mentioned it this morning, but this is a weekend when we, when we pause and we think of all of those who lost their lives serving our country. We remember with honor and respect their bravery and their selflessness. About three years ago, I I talked on Memorial Day weekend and I made that correlation between those that lost their lives for our country and how we remember them with honor and respect because we saw them as brave, and I, and I correlated that with the church. And like, how would the church be remembered? And today I wanna to bring it just a little bit closer, one step closer, and ask you the question this morning, how will you be remembered? Each one of you in the space, everyone that's watching online this morning, how will you be remembered? Will you be remembered as wealthy or generous? Maybe selfish or selfless, angry, or kind, compassionate. We remembered as bossy, busy. I don't know, the list can go on. But how will you be remembered? We're gonna take a quick look at some tombstones here and see if any of these might be ones you wanna kind of tuck in your back pocket. What a ride. Can you say that? told you I was sick. Game over. Any gamers out there that would use this one? How about died happy? That's not bad. This one, abandoned by wife and children. May God be more understanding. How about I'll be back? Now I know something you don't. And the last one, I finally found a place to park in Goshen. If you're buried in Goshen, right? So what I want to get to today, like we're taking full responsibility. So like this one who said he was abandoned by his wife and kids, not not really so great, right? So this morning we are taking full responsibility for ourselves. There's no pointing fingers, no placing blame for, for your actions or responses or your life. There is therapy for that. <clears throat> Will others see Jesus in you? Will others see Jesus through you, or are they just going to see you? And I want to emphatically say this morning, you have a say in this. You have a say. How do you want to be remembered? What's your opus gloria? So another way to say that is, what is your life mission? And what will people say about you when you're gone? Opus gloria. So... I think I mentioned this before, Jean and I did a life plan about three years ago, 
And we had to write this. And it felt really, well, it was awkward. It felt really kind of arrogant, maybe a little braggadocio, like, what do I want you all to say about me when I'm gone, right? But when I was able to look at it from the perspective of how do I want people to see Jesus through me? And how do I want to have people affected for Jesus through me? It felt a little more comfortable. So I'm gonna read you mine this morning just to give you an idea of what we're talking about here. So my Opus Gloria is, I would like for you to be able to say that because of the way Brenda valued, accepted, and loved me, I lived into who God created me to be. Short and sweet. And it's the reason I'm standing here this morning is because I want each and every one of you to fully understand your potential and who God created you to be. And I wonder this morning, do you know your potential? And as I was thinking about potential, I was um, drawn to the story in John 8. So this is a time in the 33 years that Jesus lived on earth. He was going everywhere. He was teaching anybody that gathered around him. He would teach. He would heal. He would restore. He would bring healing. I mean, he just, he was always with the people. And in this particular time, we see the account in John 8 where Jesus is again, his people gathered all around him and he's teaching. And through the side bursts this group of people. So there's the religious scholars, the Pharisees, and they have thrown this woman at his feet. And they've said, teacher, we just found this woman in the act of adultery. What do you want us to do? Because you know, the law of Moses says she should be stoned. What should we do? So they're trying to trap Jesus here, right? Jesus is teaching this way of love. And they're saying she should be stoned. What do we do? So the account reads that Jesus kneels down and is writing in the sand. And I believe that he's having a quick conversation with Father God saying, okay, how am I gonna respond here, right? Because I know what the law says, but I also know what you say. But he pauses, he takes a minute, and then he looks up at them and he says, whoever of you has never had a sinful desire, whoever of you has not sinned, go ahead and cast the first stone. Well, one by one, slowly, they each left. None of them were without sin and they knew it. So Jesus stands up and he looks at the woman and he says, woman, where are your accusers? Where are the people that were condemning you? And she looked around and she said, I see no one, Lord. And he said, well, neither do I condemn you. Go and leave your life of sin. The religious We're trying to cast judgment and to challenge Jesus. But Jesus saw her. He saw her potential. This story, it just drips with compassion and love and grace. He calls out the religious. He calls out that judgment and extends grace and forgiveness all at the same time. It's a beautiful, beautiful picture. Jesus looking at their hearts. Right, he saw the judgment, he saw her heart, he saw her potential. 
And Jesus sees and knows yours as well. And I again ask this morning, do you? Or maybe are you also caught? Are you caught in the judgments of man, in the opinions of man? Maybe lies or words that were spoken over you that are not truth. Maybe you're caught in past sin, past sin that you've allowed to define you. But we're gonna turn to more scripture this morning and I wanna read to you some truth about the matter. First scripture is in Romans 8, 29, where it says, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. Ephesians 1, 4 said, he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. And 2 Timothy 1, 9 says, God who saved us, and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we've done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Do you see the theme here? Do you see the theme that before you were born, he had a plan for you? Before you were born. So find God's plan for you and live it out. That's easy, right? But how are you bent? How are you wired? What are the gifts and talents that God has given you? And maybe it'll mean getting a life coach, somebody to help you figure it out. And it's okay to start now. If this is the first time you're considering this, it's okay to start now. It's like Jesus, um, and again, in this story, he says to this woman, okay, go and now be free from your life of sin. Be free from your life of man's opinions and judgments over you. It's like he said, yeah, I know what you did but I see so much more for you. Those people were judging you out of their own ignorance, but I see more. You are more than your past and what just happened. You are more than sleeping around. Or for you this morning, you are more than whatever. Enter whatever maybe bad decision you've ever made. It doesn't define you. You have a say in your future. So if today is your starting point, let's go. But back to my question originally, is what do you want people to um, be able to say about, what do you want your story to be? Will people remember you maybe as a, a connector to Jesus? Like you've helped people connect to Jesus. Maybe you'll be remembered as a reflection of God's grace and mercy his love, his forgiveness? Or will they remember you as a reflection of yourself? Bitterness, anger, all the things that come with self. I wanna encourage you this morning to write your Opus Gloria. I think there's so much power in this. As we consider the gifts that God has given us and his plan for us, what is our life mission? And then work toward it. So how will you get there from today? So if this is my where I want to be, what steps do I need to take? What adjustments might I need to make? Because here's the thing, if you're not intentional, life will suck you up. And I'm talking to a lot of busy people this morning. If you are not intentional about the steps you're gonna take, busyness will take over. Busyness will consume you and you'll just be doing that, the, the next thing that's screaming at you or the next thing that's on the schedule. 
And unfortunately, busyness is not productive. We really don't grow in those times. So let's think about if I want my life mission to be, we'll say Z. If I want my life mission for you to be able to say about me when I die, what steps do I need to take A to Y to get there? So examples, if you would want people to say of you after you're gone that you were a patient father, Steps A to Y are going to include a lot of patience, obviously, but it's going to include spending time with your kids, calling out the good, being wise with your words, and checking anger. If you want people to be able to say of you that you were a friend who pointed them to Jesus, then I suppose it's going to take some real conversation, some vulnerability, loving well, and not just praying for them, but praying with them in a way that connects them to Jesus. If you want somebody to say of you that um, your generosity reflected a generous God, then okay, the first thing we think of is money. But I will tell you, friends, we just had a, oh, probably a couple months ago, we had a gathering here of leaders in the community, um, a lot of not-for-profit organizations. And you know what they're saying? They don't need our money. They need our time. They've got a lot of people that have thrown money at them, but they don't have the bodies to do the things. And I know time is one of those things that is really hard to be generous with sometimes. So as you think about a generous life, what does it look like to be generous with your time? Because that one's not quite so convenient. Maybe you want to be known as a great coach, as a great boss, as an advocate, as a great listener, someone with a servant heart, someone who has unconditionally loved showing value and acceptance. Right? All of those things that we've just talked about, those goals, those life missions, are, are all things that show a more accurate picture of who Jesus is. And so if we can do all of those things in a way that point people to Jesus, we're, we're, we're getting it right. But it's a posture of our hearts. It's a posture of our heart, which is key. So it's super important to then, as we figure out our steps, like, just to weave these steps into everything we do, into our everyday, like make it a rhythm and don't let autopilot take over. Because again, it will, if you don't kind of keep that tension there. If Jesus sees you and knows you and loves you, just like he did this woman in the story that we just talked about, if he loves you, sees you, and knows you right where you are today, no matter what happened yesterday and the days and months and weeks before, how can you live life out and share it in a powerful way? And by powerful, I mean bringing Jesus to the forefront. We bring Jesus to the forefront and we let his presence change the atmosphere. I want to um, look at this verse, verse 11 in this story, and this is, this is the woman's response to Jesus when he said, where are your accusers? Her response was, I see no one, Lord. Did you catch that she said, Lord? 
At no time was Jesus addressed as Jesus. When, when the Pharisees and the religious people came to him, they addressed him as teacher. But the fact that she said, Lord, makes me believe that she had a revelation of who Jesus really was, and he never said it. But his compassion, his kindness, and his care for her changed the atmosphere, and she knew who he was. And this morning, my friends, each and every one of you, when we come into relationship with Jesus Christ and he is our personal Lord and Savior, we carry that same power with us everywhere we go. Jesus in you, Jesus through you, as we're walking in his ways of peace, joy, love, patience, kindness, everywhere we go, every interaction with our kids, our spouse, our boss, our siblings, every conversation, every business meeting, you carrying the presence and power of Jesus, the Holy Spirit in you can bring about change. And it's not about what you do or even necessarily what you say, but it is who you bring. Do you catch that? It's not about what you do or say. So don't get so caught up in, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm so inadequate. I, you know, I, I just don't know how to, blah, 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 all the excuses we come up with. Friends, we can change the atmosphere because of Jesus working through us because of who he is and who we bring. Author Tom Patterson says, the purpose for your life is to put your God-given gifts to work for good in your generation and in your sphere of influence. You've been shaped a certain way, psychologically, intellectually, emotionally, physically, relationally, and above all, spiritually, to fulfill a certain role, do a certain work, and produce certain results. See, in, in creating who you are, God simultaneously built into your life what it is that you are to do. So when you discover his intent and fully embrace his plan, you're then able to live the life you were meant to live. So find God's plan and live it out. Seek him, seek counsel. Whatever it is, like first figure out what's your Z, what's your life mission, so that you can then work on the A to Y steps. Write your opus gloria and the steps that you need to take to achieve that. And you know what, friends, God knows. He deposited everything in you that, he, that you need to do what he has for you to do. So maybe you just sit and spend time with him and let him download it to you. Ephesians 2.10 tells us that for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. The message translation reads like this. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does, the good work he has gotten ready for us to do. Work we had better be doing. I love how, he, how that ends. Like work that we had best be doing. I have y'all stand with me. As I just remind you this morning that you are valued, you are created for a purpose, for work that we had better be doing.
So if you've been sucked into the busyness of whatever season you're in, or if you're stuck in a rut and you really don't know your purpose, or maybe you're caught, maybe you're caught in that place of man's opinions or man's words over you, I wanna just challenge you this morning to pause, to stop, to reevaluate, to seek truth, to seek direction. Spend time with Father God. Listen to him. Listen to him as he directs you. But most of all, don't let life pass you by. Life really is short. And we have work to do. Jesus in us, Jesus through us, affecting the atmosphere everywhere we go. The prayer team will be in the back again this morning. And if your first step is simply just needing prayer, asking somebody to pray with you about this, it's a pretty easy step. They're also obviously very happy to pray with you um, for anything else. I just wanna, um, as I close here, pray over you. So I want you to receive this this morning. I ask you, Father, to make us intelligent and discerning in knowing you personally, our eyes focused and clear so we can see exactly what it is you are calling us to do. Show us the people you want us to affect, the ways you've wired us to do so, and maybe all the adjustments that we need to make to do that. We trust God that as, um, and we have hope that as we carry you with us, the atmospheres will, will shift and people will see you. The focus will be on you and your good gifts and the truth that you bring. So God, for my friends this morning, pray renewed purpose. I pray an increased awareness of your presence, an increased awareness of the work that you have for all of us to do. Not because of us, but because of you through us and all the gifts and talents you've given us. God, we're grateful. We thank you. We bring you honor and glory. Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Please rate and review us on Spotify and iTunes and join us again for next week's podcast. We love you and pray blessing and peace over you and your family.